What is going on, family? Hello. How y'all doing? We're glad that y'all could join us today to talk about avoiding deception, not Christ. And I'm glad because I had posted some videos earlier this week and they were kind of in line with our topic tonight. So that way I wanted to kind of give y'all an idea of what we would discuss. So that way you kind of be thinking about um, what we're going to be discussing as we go through. And I just found it interesting as I was planning out the topic and just praying about it. And there was a lot of things that Holy Spirit just showed me about deception. And it's interesting how sometimes I, I think of a topic and I'm not really sure about all the details or things that I, you know, would think of. But I think, you know, really just being patient and taking the time to research it really opens your eyes for, you know, really learning more about seeking wisdom and knowledge. And so with this um, thought about deception, um, kind of what I want to talk about, we're going to talk about two parts. So we're going to go into the part about philosophy, and then we're also going to talk about the legalism um, when it comes to deception. And just kind of want to give you just a little backdrop with deception. You know, when I look on social media, I kind of find that it's a lot of people who are just deceived and you you wonder why people, you know, are deceived and it's, it could be a number of reasons. And as we'll discuss in uh, Colossians 2, we're going to find some of those. But I'm just going to tell you, at least from what I've seen, you know, you have people who just can be naive. They, they don't want to accept reality they want to accept you know this fantasy world and unfortunately we know that that's just not realistic but i think some people want to create this false sense of reality um it was actually the quote that you had shared with me um it was a christian meme actually mm -hmm. a few minutes before we got on alicia shared a christian meme about this um i guess it was a meme about a person who basically said that it would be nice if I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it'll be nice if Christianity wasn't so much about a war and if everyone, I think, were just able to kind of live their lives not fighting for anything. And when you looked at the comments, everybody was just flooding it with scriptures about, hey, you must not have seen Ephesians 6. <laughs> and they had people talking about Ephesians 6, about the armor of God, they had other people talking about, where have you been? And that kind of makes you wonder, you know, are, are people really engaged in, you know, what's occurring today versus, you know, what they, you know, want to make up in their mind? So that's one form, but it was a, a quote by was it Dante Stewart. And it starts off with Christian faith would be so much healthier if we didn't see our faith as a war to be won or people as enemies, but as worlds to be explored and people to be loved and like i say you know you have people who can be naive and you also have people who they just accept deception because to them they feel like oh deception is truth i'm um, kind of going to naive but these people they look at deception oh this is you know whatever they're saying like i don't have to check my bibles but i know that what they say is true because for some reason i trust them and we know that's not the case. I think that's because they think it sounds good. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I think 
you know, I think the word uh, talks about how people, they have itching ears, so they like to hear certain things. Mm -hmm. So if a person says It sounds comforting or mm -hmm. it sounds non-convicting. It, it just right. sounds like this, this seems good for me. And sometimes, you know, things may, what's true and what's right might not necessarily be comfortable. So just because it feels good doesn't mean that it's right. That's mm -hmm. yeah. right on. That's right on. So I do have some questions for you because... I was thinking, I was like, man, some of the talks I've done, I haven't really made the viewers like really work for something, but I'm going to make it work in this one. And it's it's going to be simple, but I'm, I may throw a curveball at the end, but I'm going to throw two up. So I want y'all to be thinking about it, but I got two questions for you. So the first one was, who was the first person Satan deceived in the Bible? And so I want you to give me the, the, uh, the book and the scripture, but I also want you to give me the name of the person who was deceived by Satan. So that's part one. So first person saying deceived um, book and, and scripture reference. And then the second one is who was the first man that Satan couldn't deceive. So it's not tricky, but it could be tricky if you know you put too much thought into it. So book and scripture as well. For this one there could be multiple but either or. But First person saying deceive, book, chapter, and then this one says the first person he couldn't deceive, the first man he couldn't deceive. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> got that for you. Make sure you take some time, go through the scriptures, and you can drop them in the comments later, or you can just drop them on our personal page. But we um, definitely just want to kind of test your knowledge, make sure that you, you know, are engaged. So, we're going to dive right into it. The... <clears throat> this uh, scripture in Colossians 2 it was very interesting it's basically where Paul is of course talking to um, the Colossians and in this first part of it it discusses philosophy and I'm not going to read the whole thing because I know that it's very lengthy and pretty deep but I will start in a few verses so Let's see which verse I want to start it. So I'm going to start in verse 2. And it says <clears throat> that their hearts may be encouraged. And this is uh, Colossians 2, starting in verse 2. And it says that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining all riches of full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So I kind of want to start right there because that's laying the foundation in terms of knowing how you are not to be deceived because this tells you that all the treasures of wisdom um, are hidden in Christ, wisdom and knowledge. But <clears throat> the next verse, which is verse 4, it says, Now I say this, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. So now we're getting into philosophy, and this is where, you know, as the scripture goes on, it talks about how um, going in, we're going to skip to verse 8 where it says, Be lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So the philosophy here is basically explained to saying that this philosophy is based on men and it's based on the basic principles of the world 
And when I looked up philosophy, the definition was similar, where it's basically you have a person's point of view about something, but it doesn't involve God. And it's interesting because it's a lot of quotes in before we had got on the lives telling Alicia. I'm just the type of person, I'll be honest with you, I'm the type of person where I see a lot of people who will share quotes, even, you know, big name religious leaders, and I have nothing against them, but for me, if I ever have to have to share a quote, I want it to be based on the word of God and not just something that sounds good because every quote that sounds good is not really Bible based. It's, it's kind of like that scripture that makes you say, mm, that sounds good, but like, is this really what God wants me to like start my day off with? Because it may not line up with scripture. It could be telling you love those who are going to help themselves. But you know, that's not true in the word because God says, love your neighbors. That doesn't differentiate. He also says, love your enemies. So that could mean your enemies may not want to help themselves, but you still got to love them. <laughs> so you, you see how you have a quote like that and the word of God tells you, you should do this, but you forget. So kind of going back to deception, that's how it can happen because you can easily get caught up with man's words because it's easy for men to make them how they want to. Mm -hmm. And that's what Paul was talking about, how, you know, this do not allow someone to, you know, deceive you because what they're telling you is based on their point of view. And also it's based on the traditions of this world. But you may not realize that the traditions of this world could have been evil from the start. It could have just been bad teaching. So that's important to remember as we go through it. You know, that's what uh, Paul's talking about. And then it goes on to say, uh, verse 9 says, For in him dwells all the fullness, and this is talking about Christ, of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. So this means that everything that you need, you have, because if you have been saved, if you have accepted Jesus Christ fully, then you have all that you need. What man is telling you, that's extra. And you want to make sure that the person that you're filled with, who is Christ, you want to make sure that you confront, you you go to him first, not friend, but that you go to him first about everything. Make sure, okay, God, does your word say this? Because I'm hearing a person say, well, I should do X, Y, and Z in a relationship. But I need to see what you say about a relationship because I don't want to be deceived by someone else saying, oh, you should just do this, bro. Um, you should just um, cut this out. You know, you don't need the extra stress in your life. De-stress all that. And it may sound good, but is it really based on the word? So that's where, you know, when we get into philosophy, it's basically man's point of view. And it's important because, like I say, again, you have so many people, even from motivational speakers to religious leaders to celebrities, the list goes on and on. People who just have influence and they will share all these quotes with you. They will share with you, this is the keys to success, dot, dot, dot. And from one of my video, videos, I told you that if you have someone that's telling you that the keys to success is dot, 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 you want to make sure that you go back, backtrack in the word of God and, and double check to say, okay, 
Is this going to compromise my relationship with God? Is this going against what God said about this? If I practice certain things, does that mean that I'm idolizing other gods? So, you know, you want to keep yourself sharp because the enemy is always looking for ways to deceive you. He's always looking for ways to throw you off the game. He's always just looking for ways to just take you out. But you got to be smarter than that because you have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And God did not die for you to just live your life foolishly, not remembering the cross. So that's the point about philosophy. Mm -hmm. Any um, any feedback you had, at least for the viewers? Yeah, I was going to look at verse, I think it's two or four, <clears throat> I can't remember. Um, it was verse four about uh, with persuasive words. I think it was mm -hmm. verse so I was looking at the version that I'm in mm -hmm. and it's the English standard English standard version mm -hmm. and so it uses one word that really stood stood out to me um, and it is verse 4 and it says I say this in order that no one may delude you with mm -hmm. plausible arguments mm -hmm. and so plausible meaning reasonable or probable skilled at producing a persuasive argument especially ones intended to deceive mm. um that's what like the google definition or the oxford language definitions according to google says what plausible means mm -hmm. and so i just thought about like in terms of philosophies that are deceptive aren't necessarily going to be these weird like Oh, that doesn't make sense. Like, they're not going to be that way. They're going to be very convincing because mm -hmm. what plausible means is it's probable. It's mm -hmm. likely. It, you could actually see this occurring. Mm -hmm. There is a deceptive side to it. So, yeah, it's a little sneaky. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the intent. It's not going to be so obvious like, oh, this is crazy. This is demonic. This is just a horrible idea. It's not how it comes across. It's very plausible. It's something that you know, the logical mind could see. It's like, okay, I can understand one plus one equals two. Of course, that's just kind of how it works. And I feel like the enemy knows that, like he's very uh, cunning. He's very, you know, clever. Mm -hmm. So he knows like, okay, as humans, a lot of people just use logic and deductive reasoning. So it's like, I'm gonna use these philosophies that make sense, these philosophies that you know, aren't just these crazy ideas, these crazy cult-like ideas. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I'm going to use something that seems very understandable, very mm -hmm. believable, um, and could actually be the case. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's important to note, you know, and that's why we're supposed to be sober and alert. That's why we're always supposed to keep our eyes open. Um, where is it at? Um, it might be uh, further down, but just thinking, taking that into um, in, into thought, I think it's verse eight. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive by mm -hmm. philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so just what I think of, like when I, when I hear that particular scripture, people often say, well, you know, I don't think that there's, you know, philosophies that are deceptive. And I think that that's a bad, like 
I think you're kind of being gullible if you don't think that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <clears throat> That's true. I can definitely see that. I think it's, uh, it's a tactic that the enemy wants to use when you say, I don't think that's bad and that's what the enemy wants you to say because he knows that if you give him any type of inch that's going to be on the plus side that's good for him mm-hmm. and i think with god he basically says you know um beware or this is what paul says to beware so it means to really be on guard don't just look at it and brush it off but really look into it because it can happen and just like you mentioned i think because we can be so logic driven that's how the enemy can deceive us because to most people things just have to make sense mm-hmm. logically and, but with god it doesn't always have to make sense because the the scripture says that his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts mm-hmm. um and i'll pull that up but it does say his ways are just higher, which means he's not going to share everything with us. And he doesn't have to because his word also says, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you should visit him. So those two scriptures are, uh, we're going to pull up for you, but, uh, but that's good about philosophy. And uh, we want you to also just share your comments about that. And the next part we're going to go to is legalism. So this is slightly different in when I looked it up, the definition was basically talking about laws that require a stricter conduct. And also when I was looking into it, it mentioned that even though these laws are put in place to help a person not do something, it's not aligned with a person's religious belief. In other words, it doesn't line up with the word of God. Um, you know, when you think about legalism today, but when we look at legalism, um, the way Paul describes it, you know, we'll first start with circumcision. And he basically says that, you know, starting in verse 11, that you were also circumcised with circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, bear with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So that's a mouthful. Basically, in the Old Testament circumcision, I want to say it's Genesis 17, um, but circumcision was done manual process. And when you think about it, nobody want to have that circumcision done anymore because that was down there and and it was no anesthesia so you had to be you were well awake and you remembered that circumcision because they did that and they had i'm not sure how many men i think it was probably it was probably multiple men who had to hold the person to circumcise them so that was in the old testament in genesis 17 i want to say but this circumcision that Paul talks about is basically putting off the sins of the flesh. You're circumcised when you say, hey, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to repent of my sins. I want to take on a new way of living according to God's word. And this is the circumcision that you experience when you are baptized. 
when your sins are washed away, when you are covered with the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you're able to walk in Christ in the in in the fruit of the spirit. You're able to walk in the spirit because this is the circumcision um, that, you know, like I say, when you were set, when you are saved, this is what you experience. But it kind of goes in, in <clears throat> into a, a different story. And I'm going to kind of skip around. But I want to say in verse 20, like I'm skipping around, but it says, What chapter? Oh, so this is still Colossians 2, um, verse 20. It's already Colossians 2, verse 20. So it says, Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? And the regulations that's talked about are do not touch this, do not taste this, do not handle this. Basically, if you were to think about it, Paul is basically saying if you had been crucified with Christ, you know, basically saved and raised up with him, you know, when you were baptized, why do you like backtrack and try to live the way you were you were once living like why are you going to do that why are you why are you going to go and live according to the um why are you going to try to live according to regulations such as you shouldn't eat this you shouldn't eat pork you shouldn't eat things that are green you shouldn't you know touch this because it can harm you and it may sound good but it doesn't have any basis it's basically like a made-up law and it's like you have different religions and in some religions they are just awkward laws um to be honest you you have some laws that it, they could talk about you can't eat this after such and such time or you shouldn't talk to your wife after such and such time or you shouldn't do this on this day so it's like all of these laws and Paul's basically saying, if you die of Christ, why are you doing that? You are under a new law and that is the law of Jesus Christ, which is, you know, the first commandment is love and then the second one is to love your neighbor. So why are you going through all these laws and to, to bring it even more home, sometimes when you're in church, you may have someone who says, well, you know, you would be wrong if you didn't, um, you would be wrong if you didn't give every Sunday, even if, you know, your paycheck doesn't come. You should give all the time and you should give this amount. So that's kind of like uh, a regulation because it's not based on the word. It's, it's twisting. It's basically saying, OK, you should give, but with conditions or you should do this, but with conditions. And that's what Paul is saying to avoid that, because that is not based on the word of God. And then it also says, backing up to verse 16, so let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon of sadness. Verse 17 says, which are a shadow of things to come but the substance of Christ. It says, let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility in the worship of angels, intruding to those things that he has not seen, puffed up into his mind. So you have someone who's saying, <clears throat> I saw the Lord or, you know, the spirit told me that 
10 of you are going to be saved today. Which one of you are going to be saved? Which one of you are going to be blessed today with a thousand dollars? Come on up and get your blessing this week. You're going to be blessed with a thousand dollars. And you have this person who just going on and on and on about what the Lord showed them. And the Lord didn't show them nothing. They just making it up and they just trying to act like they have been filled with the spirit, even though they are so far from the spirit they don't know the distance they can't even count it and so paul is saying you have to watch out for people because you get people of all types and they want to appeal to you they want to make you think okay i gotta do this or you know if you if you call right now blessing is coming your way if you submit if you type in amen ten thousand dollars tonight in your bank account submit ten thousand <laughs> If you, if you tell someone that you love them and God's going to bless them, God's going to bless you with a million dollars. He's going to bless you. That's what's going to happen. That's what he's going to bless you. But you got to realize, don't, don't be deceived because people will do that. And you, you may think it's funny, but it's done every single day. I see it. I can't make it up, but I see it with my own eyes. People still do it. And it's stuff like that you have to watch out because that's not based on the word of God. If God's gonna bless you, I think that God would tell you, or He would do it in a in in an organized way. The God that I serve, He knows how to relay a message to you, but that's not done in a fashion for another person to get fame or glory. But God gets the glory out of that. So that's always something to remember. Like when someone tells you something. Think about, are they trying to get the glory or is it God that's getting the glory ultimately? And is this really based on the word of God? So in going back to verse 15, this talks about the power of the cross and how it just basically annuls, you know, legalism. But it says, <clears throat> having disarmed principalities, or let me back up to half of verse 14, but it says, and he who is Christ has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So this is talking about, I want to say the Mosaic Law, which <clears throat> you know many people looked at as the Ten Commandments, but it was also additional commandments in the Bible, where it talks about, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Basically, Jesus nailed this to the cross because he realized that the people just were not, they just were not fruitful from this law. It was, it just didn't work out because they still were sinning even more. And so Jesus basically said, okay, I have to sacrifice myself so that there will be a new law. And this law would be based on the love of Jesus Christ. And also it would be based on the cross so that each and every day you have to take up your cross Remembering that Christ died for you on the cross, He died for our sins, so that we could, so that we can really have salvation to the full without us, you know, going to a priest, having them um, <clears throat> sacrifice an animal, you know, pleading for our sins, you know, like that was described in the Old Testament. But this would be a new way. But He says disarm principalities and powers, and I talked about this in my previous video, and we're wrapping up, but. Basically, this says that when Jesus was on the cross, the principalities and the powers, when you think about it, are basically demonic forces. 
you can't see them <clears throat> with the natural eye but they are just demonic forces they are just waiting and they have different regions territories and when you think about different companies some companies are actually owned by principalities when you just think about a company you said man this company is just wicked to be honest they could be a company that's controlled by demons because the bible just talks about principalities and when god talks about having triumph over them and disarm the powers he basically meant that you know like i said in in the previous video before eve was deceived and after jesus died on the cross the enemy could not deceive the enemy could not deceive you by really um by really controlling you the only way that he did that after he deceived eve in pre-cross was or after he deceived eve and after the cross the only way the enemy can really get into your head is by you allowing him to get into your head because he wants to talk to you persuasive words like we um, went over legalism philosophies these are just the ways and he uses different people he uses different means um some of the commercials jokes music um shows that you hear those are just means of different philosophies and, and persuasive ways the enemy wants to get into your mind and when he does that you also have to accept it so after the cross this basically says that the enemy does not have the full capability of just controlling you he has to use persuasion that's the only thing he can use so when you think about when you think about the enemy's power think about a tiger that's in a cage the only thing that he can do is just roar at you he can't do nothing to you the cage has got him caged but the only way the tiger can get to you is if the tiger invokes enough fear into your mind and now you are just scared out of your mind you can't go anywhere because you think you're going to be chased down by a tiger and that's the same tactic the enemy has been doing since the cross he's been doing as much as he can to persuade 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 get into the head get into the head okay make them accept this make them accept this okay now they accepted this Let, let's go a little smoother but let's not put too much let's add a little bit a little bit of this and okay now they fully over here mm -hmm. and that's what the enemy is doing but in this scripture chapter 15 it basically says don't believe that lie or verse 15 yeah verse 15 colossians 2 basically says do not believe the lie that the enemy is controlling you but you have the ability through christ jesus to say hey i'm standing firm in christ i'm not controlled by anything satan get behind me like jesus said this is what the word says get behind me so just to wrap up when you think about philosophy when you think about legalism it's always best to check the word of god because like i say the enemy more than ever is always using ways to trick you he wants to trick you that's all he, he wants to do he's, he's a liar he's a he's a, a deceiver a manipulator and he wants to catch you off the game and sometimes you could just be going through so many different ways and, and situations happen you don't take a second thought to think about like why did this happen it happened for a reason you know god is not a god of coincidence he's a god of providence it happens for a reason god allows things to happen so this scripture deception or where it talks about deception make sure 
that daily you just remember the cross. You remember the faith of Jesus Christ, the faith that allowed you to be saved. And if you're not saved, we definitely want to help you on that track because we realize that more than ever, the enemy is working overtime. He's got demons working overtime to just deceive so many people. And we don't want you to live that way. We want you to live the abundant life that God calls you to live rooted in the faith representing Jesus Christ. So like I say, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, we want to help you with that because we don't want you to go another day. And to be honest, we never know when our last day is, but we don't want you, you know, to go another day without really understanding who is Christ and why is this concept of deception so important to the Christian faith? It's so important because the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But like the word of God says in John 10, 10, but God has come so that he may have life and have it more abundantly. And so family, we just want you to be encouraged by these scriptures. We know it's a mouthful, like I say, Colossians 2 is a mouthful, it's very rich, and there's a lot of questions in it. And so we just kind of gave you just a high-level overview. But to be honest, if we really want to dive in, we would probably do like two, two to four Bible studies of this to really break it down because the Word of God, it just takes a lot of just studying and really time spent with the Holy Spirit. So any questions that you have for us, leave them in the comments. We definitely want to know your feedback. We hope that you have been blessed by this. Um, like I said, we do our best to share the word of God to you as God puts it on our hearts. And, you know, also know that we are growing. So even though we're leading, we're also growing. So we also, you know, like your feedback because we want to keep learning, understanding, and growing. So feel free to share your feedback. Any um, thoughts you got, at least for the the people yes so you okay. said there was a verse you wanted to look up mm -hmm. um and it was isaiah 55 verse verse 8 and it says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways mm -hmm. declares the lord so that was um about 15 minutes ago um right before we started talking about mm -hmm. um legalism um so that was isaiah 55 verses 8 and that was talking about how God said, my ways are not your ways. And so that basically gives a separation in terms of God doesn't have to tell you everything that's on his mind, but he tells you as much as he wants you to know. But he also says that, you know, it's good for you to search out those things that he has already written so that once you understand them, it can be like a, a treasure that you find and it's like riches. So... Uh, thank you, Alicia, for finding that. We thank you for joining us. Um, like I say, make sure that you follow us on social media at DLF, DL Fellowship. So whichever one that you prefer, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, one, all of them. But don't feel compelled to be on all of them, whichever one you're on the most. We definitely want to keep you updated because we just want to share the word of God, like I say, in these times. We want to do as much as we can to really stay equipped and continue to just be sharp. So uh, make sure you subscribe to us. We're a growing channel. Um, like I say, um, I have so many different desires, but, you know, the finances are just not there. You know how that is. You just want to do so much, but the finances are just not there. So family know that, trust me, I want to have like a 
studio everything you know audio everything so if y'all y'all hear something y'all let me know because i'm always trying to do some research to see how we can always improve so i'm just throwing that out there that piece out there and also no we uh we did update <clears throat> update our email so we have an official email info at dl um actually that should be fellowship so dl fellowship i'm over here trying to do stuff and i'm messing up so dl fellowship um, is our official email so make sure you can send us um, emails things that's on your mind we want you to email us at dfs okay there we go right there and next time we may be live thursday next thursday um stay tuned on social media we'll get some updates but we could be live again at 8 p.m um, unless something comes up we know it's um, kind of summertime so we <clears throat> we want to stay flexible but we'll also let you know um, if things come up but for right now we will plan to do another one 8 p.m thursday so tune in um, 8 p.m eastern tune in and um, we just thank you again for joining us any other final thoughts alicia for the viewers oh i don't have any additional comments but thank you all for joining us and watching mm -hmm. um that's all that I had for this um, this evening. All right, fam. Well, we'll wrap it up and make sure you uh, <clears throat> comment on our video and continue to stay tuned because we're just going to be coming to you with the word and we just hope you enjoy. So be blessed, family, and we'll see you next time. Yes.